Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Online security starts with a click. NordVPN encrypts your internet traffic and hides your IP and virtual location. NordVPN helps protect you against bandwidth throttling from internet providers, where ISPs slow down your internet to get you to upgrade. NordVPN allows you to switch your your country's IP address to access Netflix, Disney+, YouTube Premium, etc. in other countries for cheaper prices. NordVPN offers unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of personal data. Get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash 5RSN or use the promo code 5RSN to get a discount on your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift at checkout. All of this is completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash 5RSN or use the promo code 5RSN and start saving with the world's leading VPN provider, NordVPN. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again, 561-408-7835. Water Cleanup of Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. Miami has a and we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN and get 20% off your entire order. Uh, you know who uses Manscaped, Simon? 
Um, Yogi Bear. Nah, Chris Greer. Sorry. Chris Greer. Because you have to. Because mm-hmm. what an offseason this man has had. Uh, I kind of feel good for him because he gets so much shit online. But I think the signing of Alec Engel was just a masterstroke. Uh, what say you, Simon? Uh, I think it was an, one of the greatest signings in the history of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about a trade that none of us saw coming. Uh, well, except, well, Simon will, will, you know, he'll he'll elaborate a little bit on on something that that happened to him. But I had one guy telling me I think they'll be in on Devonta Adams, and and I called him an idiot uh, on Twitter. I think. Um, they were not in on Devontae Adams. They were in on Tyreek Hill. And this is it's a blockbuster trade. The, the only thing that I think comes close, I don't remember the Brandon Marshall trade being like this. I remember the Brandon Marshall trade was for two second-round picks. This feels like that Ricky Williams trade in 2001, was it? So, well, just have at it, Simon. What a move, what a trade. Yeah, I mean, great trade. Terrible human being. Great trade. Um you know, look at the look. Look what this offense has has moved into now. Um, no excuses now for Tua with Teron Armstead, with Cedric Wilson, with Waddle, with Hill. The possibilities are endless. The speed is ridiculous. You throw in Chase Edmonds, most uh, you know now the two critical positions become center and right tackle. Obviously, we don't pick till 101, 102. Um, so you know you've got to feel like something's got to happen at one of those positions in free agency you've got to kind of hoover up some of those later um those kind of second wave third wave free agents um but yeah i mean in terms of pure football it's incredibly exciting you know i mean it's i'm just fascinated to see how it's going to play out you know mcdaniel just predicated on speed you know he's got the two fastest receivers in the nfl i mean they're going to be impossible to cover plus kasiki you know, you wonder what's going to happen to Parker, but you know, maybe they deal in Wilson. Obviously, I think Cedric Wilson could be a, a really big player in this uh, in this offense, and you know, keep those two running backs healthy. Sky, sky's the limit. I mean, you know, looking around forty eight hours ago, or even twenty four hours ago, when uh, you know everybody's making deals, and you've got Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan and Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and all these guys coming to the AFC, and then you know. We signed Alex Ingold. So it's just like, wow, it's like, you know, no, I mean, you know, we're bringing these two guys within the space of, you know, 20 hours and the whole world's turned upside down. You know, it's um, everything now, you know, there's no more excuses now for Tua, no more excuses. What I love most is that they kept their two first rounders in 2023 because obviously, as we discussed, you know, if, if Tua doesn't work out, if this isn't, you know, if he isn't the guy, you've still got those two ones to, you know, potentially to go up and get one of those, you know, as we sit here today, one of those four or five good young quarterbacks next year looks a really good draft So, um, for quarterbacks. So we shall see. But, you know, kudos to Chris Greer because he's taken years of shit. And um, I thought quietly they had a decent free agency. and But, you know, they had to have signed a left tackle. They had to get Armstead. To be fair to him, he pulled it off. And it, it, it made a, you know, it made a solid B into a solid A. And then today was just the, the cherry on top of the cake. I mean... Hard to argue that any team's had a better free agency than the Dolphins have. So, yeah, I mean, maximum kudos to Chris Greer, who I absolutely advocated to be fired at the end of the season. But he's done it. You know, he's pulled it off. And what, what I love most of all is that yesterday he was at the Texas A&M Pro Day and today he was at the Ohio State Pro Day. Yeah. Zero fucks <laughs> given, you know, when all these massive deals are going down, you know. So, yeah, um, a big day for the Dolphins. Massive day for the Miami Dolphins. Needed, but, you know, no excuses now. Yeah, it's a it is a great day. Uh, I don't know where these people find these things, but uh, somebody on OnlyFans posted a, a tweet from somebody called at TGDTAB, and he has a, a video of a cheetah looking at uh, an aquarium where a penguin is swimming around in. <laughs> now, who found that, and? How did that cheetah get there in the first place? And I hope that nothing happened to that penguin. But Chris, what a move. Uh, like, we didn't see this coming. And like no. I said, I, I called, uh, uh, I had one guy telling me, I think they'll, they'll, you know, they should be in on Devontae Adams. And in my opinion, I was like, okay, as soon as, you know, the big swing for me was going to be Amari Cooper, but that wasn't going to happen. And I thought it was just, you know, it would, you know, it's, it would be complete idiocy if they were going to actually try to pull off a move for somebody like Devonta Adams. 
So how about they pull off a move for the second best wide receiver in football? Well, you have at it, Chris. Well, one, one, no, nobody saw this coming. Absolutely. Nobody saw this coming. Um, and nobody had it. Nobody had wind of it really. Um, you know, so let's just get, and, and what's funny about that is it comes right on the heels of the Tehran Armstead signing, which we were supposed to be talking about today. Like people were begging <laughs> us to do our podcast, you know, a day early about Tehran Armstead. And then we're like, no, nah, no, nah, we've already got it scheduled for tomorrow. We're, we're good. We're good. And then this happens and it's like, okay. Um, so no, we, but the thing is about Armstead is like a fair number of people had that. We had that definitely. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we've been talking about it with people and, um, and I think that right after the signing went live, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, um, a lot of people on only only fins talking about you know talking about how glad they are they're there and you know they knew about these things beforehand and stuff like that and then fast forward one day and it's like you know it's almost like it's almost like one for two because uh because yeah we might have we might have had some stuff on that one but we had nothing on this <laughs> and um and that's i think that's probably a testament how quickly it probably developed uh if if you look at it and you think about how um how quickly and kind of kind of out of the blue, the Devonte Adams trade came because uh, his his talks with Green Bay really just kind of derailed. And uh, shortly after that, uh, it's it's Tyreek Hill asking the Chiefs to be to beat the Devonte Adams contract and and virtually every metric. And the Chiefs are saying no, we can't do that. And then so that's. <laughs> that's where that's that's what happened and that that resulted in them saying okay we'll see if you can see if you can get better out there see if you can get a trade and um and then immediately miami pounced on it now i had heard that the dolphins were looking to do something with that number 29 pick um which sort of made sense to me in as much as if you look at the kyle shanahan offenses and you know mike mcdaniel's history as well as kyle shanahan all them uh, there's a, there's definitely a tendency to favor veterans. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like, uh, John Gruden, uh, maybe not quite as bad, but like, um, but yeah, there's definitely a tendency to favor the veteran players. So uh, I figured that we'd be in a little bit more of a mode of trading picks for veterans than, uh, than we are the other way around. Um, but this was just out of nowhere. Uh, and there's so many layers to it too, with, um, with Tyreek Hill. Because of the speed, I mean, if you take them together, Teron Armstead, he's the fastest left tackle in the NFL, Teron, Teron Armstead. And I know that's kind of weird, like, uh, you know, you don't think about left tackles being fast. But uh, in this case, let's be we clear, are he's fast. He's fast for a human being, period. Four right. seven I is mean, fast. Yeah. I mean, and, and handhelds, you know, his handhelds were in the four, four, six, five range. I mean, which is he, crazy. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, he's already he's already very athletic left tackle. Uh, we'll need it to get out front in these these screens and sweeps that we're probably going to see, um, but uh, but you had you started to assemble already a very fast backfield, you know, with Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Um, I, I don't think anybody would argue that they know they know those those guys are fast. That's what they do. They're speed merchants. Um, so we're, we've got a fast backfield. They tagged Mike Gesicki back, and, and and he signed, and so he's back. And Mike Gesicki is legitimately one of the fastest tight ends in the NFL right now. I think there's probably only three or four guys that can say that they ran a faster 40 or whatever. Um, you know, so, so, I mean, they've got the speed already setting up on top of Jalen Waddle, who we know how fast he is, right? We know how fast that guy is. And now they add on uh, a Tyreek Hill and it's just like, it seems like the real capstone on what sort of offense they're going to be because you know, they have guys who can get to the edge from the backfield. You know, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, they can get to the edge. They can beat you around the edge. Uh, they have guys who can run, you know, sweeps from the backfield, east-west, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Jalen Waddle and, um, and, and now Tyreek Hill, both of them, you know, jet sweeps, screens, so on and so forth. We, we also know that those guys can just run deep. I mean, those guys, those guys scare the bejesus out of defenses deep, or at least, at least Tyreek Hill does Tyreek Hill scares the, 
living shit out of defenses deep. And I think Jalen Waddle's speed scares people, but you know, he needed to demonstrate that he can, the dolphins needed to demonstrate that they would, they would actually send him. you know, they would send him, and we'd throw it to him. So we know we can uh, threaten the outside, the, the deep outsides. Um, and then you go back to when they signed Cedric Wilson and you look at what he did in Dallas and where, mm-hmm. where he sort of specialized and yes, he's a good run after catch player, but one of the things that he did very frequently is from that inside slot position that he worked so well, uh, he ran deep middle, you know, he ran deep middle, uh, up the, up the field. And he's a tall target too. So he's, he's, he's six foot two. Um, he did that a lot. That's also Mike Gesicki's ground too. You know, Mike Gesicki runs deep middle up the, uh, up one middle of field open. And, uh, and so you're putting it all together and it's just like, I mean, they're just trying to threaten every single area of the field with speed, every single area, every, every, every direction with speed. And that's what the offense is going to be. And I think that's a little bit different than maybe we had in mind because we knew that they'd be throwing in the, throwing up the, uh, the wide zone system. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and going to the perimeter, but, um, but this is a little bit different flavor, I think, than we had been thinking about. And so now you're now you're looking at you're trying to think about what this offense is actually going to look like. And um, and it, it it's it's intriguing to say the least. But I mean, there's there's a whole lot going on there with, um, you know, in terms of in terms of how it's going to look what kind of new flavors it brings. Um, and it definitely, you know, because because we talked about Amari Cooper and like how serious was their pursuit of Amari Cooper though? Because he could, he could have been had, right. He could mm-hmm. have been had. Um, I don't know how serious they were about that. If he could have been had and they were just ultimately like laid off it. Yeah, you they know? were, uh, they were, uh, I'm told that they were, they were pretty interested in, in Amari Cooper, but I think that they figured that they reworked that deal and they weren't too hot over 20, you know, the 20 million a year that was remaining on that contract, but now they're paying almost 30. And 72 guaranteed. I think that they just looked at it as that's Amari Cooper and this is Tyreek Hill. This yeah, guy think, we're I willing to pay, right. and that guy we're not willing to pay. I think that's right. And I think the difference there is uh, you know, Amari Cooper could be a very productive wide receiver, but uh, but Tyreek Hill is a very productive wide receiver and also a very scary wide receiver. And scary is different from productive from a defensive standpoint, scary means scary means from a defensive standpoint all week during the game planning um, sessions and the, and the game film sessions, you're watching film on this guy and planning how you're going to account for him. That's scary. That's the difference between scary and productive productive is guy that catches balls on Sundays and, 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 and everybody sees that, but it's a different, it's a different story when, uh, when the guy changes the spacing before, he even sets foot on the field. And I think that's probably why they thought to themselves, okay, we're going to pounce on this. This came up and we're going to pounce on it. And they did not pounce on Amari Cooper. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they definitely were, they sniffed it out, but they ultimately were just like, nah, whatever. Um, so I think that this, is, I, this, this really does make you rethink a little bit some of what they might be about this year. And uh, it's got to be pretty exciting for, uh, for Dolphins fans uh you know as obviously yeah what was interesting is that last year and i said this uh, i had this on only i did like a little like uh, some few diagrams of what they were trying to do with uh, uh mike gasecki and jalen waddle which oddly enough was the same things that the the chiefs have been doing for years with travis kelsey and tyree kill and i kept mentioning okay the only thing that they're really accomplishing with these these scissor concepts is that they're holding the safety and it's popping Mike Gusecki wide open. But Tua never threw the ball to Waddle when he was actually open and, and on those concepts. He was using it to actually use Gusecki. I think that's changing <laughs> now. Uh, Simon, if we could get into that, like, what do you see the offense, like, you know, as far as personnel? Obviously, like, right now, the boat's full. Like, they could they could play any kind of personnel package that they want. But what do you still see as far as personnel packages and, you know, where's that ball going? Um, I mean, it's hard to say, mate. I mean, I mean, the draft hasn't happened. We've got no indication from McDaniel exactly what he's going to do. 
think it's really hard to say what sort of packages we're going to run, who's going to be on the team, how it's going to work. You know, you kind of you look at the receiving core, right? You look at Waddle's obviously making the team. Um, Hill is obviously making the team. Wilson is obviously making the team. Um, and then after that, you know, they wouldn't really re-sign Preston Williams if he wasn't making the team. Obviously, Parker doesn't really fit schematically. Doesn't really, isn't, you know, his next yard after the catch will be his first. Um, you know, you don't suspect Alan Hearns is going to make the team. Um, where does that leave Lynn Bowden, for example, who's been working out with Tua pretty much religiously every day and, and, and seems a real schematic fit? But, you know. Uh, what, and he tweeted today, oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah. What was yeah. that? Oh damn! Oh damn! Our team is getting better. Or oh damn! I think I just lost my 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 spot on the team. I think Lim Bowden's got a really good chance of making the team. Um, the one thing that goes against Lim Bowden in a way is that Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson do a lot of what Lim Bowden would do in terms of jet sweeps. Wilson can throw mm. the ball. Um, you know, Bowden's a good return man, but. Um, I don't know. It's quite interesting. But uh, in terms of personnel packages, look, you know, what's going to happen with Hunter Long? You know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Adam Shaheen? You know, Shaheen's probably the best blocking tight end that we've got. But, you know, where does he fit in the in the grand scheme of things? You know, we've obviously got Gasicki. We've just re-signed Durham Smythe. You, you kind of don't feel like you want to give up on a third-round pick tight end who's barely played just out of circumstance as much as anything. Um, you know, and we still have Seath and Carter. We still have um, Shaheen um, on the roster. So it just, I, I don't know, is the, is the honest answer. Uh, one question I did want to ask, actually, um, and we talked about this offline from OnlyFins, but Tyreek Hill, as great as he is, and we don't know the scheme, but in a way, it would feel like Devontae Adams was actually the better scheme fit in terms of how it would fit the quarterback. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You look at Tyreek does so much of his work, you know, down the field and he's got, you know, one of the strongest arm quarterbacks of all time. Um, whereas probably arms, you know, accuracy is an absolute 10 out of 10 for Tua, but sometimes arm strength, perhaps not the, and you actually think in terms of that accuracy and in terms of putting the ball exactly, that Devonte would probably have been a better fit in a way. Do you know what I mean? It kind of feels like mm. if we would flipped it, we just said, wow, you know, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, both amazing receivers, both very different. But, you know, it's just quite interesting that they went for the split. You know, they clearly, if they were going to load up and, and, and do the trade that they did for, for Hill, they could have absolutely loaded up and done the same trade for Adams. And it's interesting that, you know, I know Devontae's a year older, but it's interesting they felt like the guy that was probably a better schematic fit in terms of what he does with, you know, and how he might gel with our quarterback is the guy they didn't go for. And the guy that they did go for is a guy that you'd probably look at originally and go, no, I'm not sure if that necessarily fits Tour. And, but Christ, the, you know, the jet sweep ability, the, all those sorts of things. The, and, and look at a lot of the plays that, you know, people were saying today about, oh, you know, RPOs and all those sorts of things. And, you know, why wouldn't you RPO and get the ball into space in the hands of Waddle and, you know, Hill? Because, you know, it's Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, you know? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I looked it up uh, like about 15 minutes before before we got on the air. Uh, Tua last year ran a total of 18 left-handed RPOs, meaning he threw to the left side of the field, meaning his dominant side, right? Eight of those were to Isaiah Ford. That tells you all you need to know. Things are going to be changing. He's going to be throwing to a Tyree Kill and... Jalen Waddle now. Your question is an interesting one. And statistically, and I think Chris could get in on this, uh, you know, Mahomes and, and Tua Tungabailoa, they couldn't be any more different. Okay. One guy's big and majestic with a with a cannon for an arm. The other guy is not tall. Uh, although I don't think he's slight. Like some people think that he's you know, he's small. I don't think he's small body-wise because he's he's 220 pounds. But we know he doesn't have the cannon that Patrick Mahomes has, but last year's Kansas city chiefs offense. Uh, and I don't know how much you guys care about air, air yards per, per target, but they hugged each other, Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tonga Valoa and Tyreek Hill was extremely productive in what was essentially a kind of dink and dunk offense that Kansas city ran last year. Uh, your thoughts on that? Cause it's an interesting one. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on the actual fit 
with the quarterback. Well, that's the interesting thing about um, about Tyreek Hill is because it's it's you can see because of the way he's been productive in the NFL and the way I mean he there there are people out there you know in the, in the NFL that believe he's I, I just saw a, a tweet um, talking about like he's talking to per, he's talked to personnel personnel people um, about Tyreek Hill and these guys are like you know Tyreek Hill is a top five player in the NFL, even including quarterbacks, you know, just, just because of the way that he impacts the game. Um, and so when you're looking at a guy like that, you know, he never, in, players like that never just do one thing, right? Um, Tyreek Hill is not just a deep dude, a, a deep guy, you know, catching deep balls all over the place. Yeah, it, it didn't, um, uh, let me, let me, you know, interrupt you here very briefly. Uh, Eric Spolstra has a saying for that, a player's gravity. And Tyreek Hill has gravity. He ha- he pulls defense toward him. If defense is if he's pulling defense toward him, Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki should benefit from. That. I think you could say that he's arguably the most impactful non-quarterback in the game offensively. I don't. Think yeah, I think that would be that'd be a great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think some others might be heading toward that. I mean, you get the feeling that people are starting to be so scared of like Jamar Chase and in a lot of different ways, for example, um, that, you know, you could argue the other players are, you know, start are, are going to start impacting defenses that way. But clearly Tyreek Hill has already been doing that. And, um, and he scares, he scares the shit out of defenses. Um, but it's not just deep, you know, he does do a lot of work deep. And I think, um, our guy, our, our friends over at, uh, PFF, um, uh, were tweeting something about that earlier, just how much more deep production he has than anybody else, uh, over the last. So let's, let's get that straight. I mean, he is a really big, deep, threat but if you look at the where where this guy catches the ball and where he does damage it is on a lot of those short passes um you know it's it's on exactly the short passes that we, we've been seeing from mm-hmm. the dolphins and from uh and from Tua Valoa. and so it's um it's if you're talking about the fit i think tyreek hill uh, the where the opportunity that I, I wonder if the Dolphins are going to be able to to take advantage of uh, with Tyreek Hill with Tua at quarterback is about is more about um, extended time plays and more about scramble plays. Uh, it's more about you know plays where you get beyond the the rhythm of the the rhythm of the play um, and and now the quarterback is buying time. Can he really you know? throw that thing cross body across to the other side of the field where Tyreek Hill is inevitably getting open, um, you know, or, or Jalen Brown or Jalen Waddle for that matter matter. Um, can he do that? Uh, I'm not sure. We're going to have to see we're, we'll find out, but if it's just in terms of throwing short with accuracy uh, to get a guy, the best chance to, run after the catch, you know, clearly he can do that. Clearly he can, he can speed up the clock. They can overclock the offense too, uh, with to his feet and uh, get the ball out earlier than I think other teams can um, in certain plays. And that, that would, you know, when you compound that with the speed of, uh, of Waddle and, um, and Hill, their ability to get open very quickly. I think that that's uh, that becomes all the more dangerous, but Tua can clearly do that. Um, you know, he can throw deep. I mean, he, he had, he had some of the best deep throws in the NFL this year. I mean, really uh, in terms of completion and, and the distance thrown uh, and we've seen him all through his career at Alabama um, various times, like being an absolute, you know, deep ball guy. I mean, when he had the wide receivers and he was throwing it deep all over, all over at Alabama. And, um, and we've seen him do that here, even going back to his rookie year when he threw, throws that gorgeous ball to Jakeem Grant, who just drops it, you know, I mean, it's, it's like um, the guy can do that. So if we're, we're talking about that deep ball vertically, and we're talking about the short ones with the, you know, the keyhole, so to speak, accuracy, um, then he can do both of those things. The one thing that I think could be missing 
is where you know the play starts to break down he buys more time he scrambles around and then he's got to hit somebody on the run from an off platform you know throwing across the body throwing across the field to a different direction that, that's where you really need the arm that's where you really need like and i'm not just talking about like you know quote unquote average arm strength for a starter in the nfl that's where these guys these guys that come out that have you know, the really great, and but they tend to have need to have the really great arm and feet combination, speed combination. It's it tends to need to be a guy like, you know, Malik Willis or something like that. Um, or in this case, Patrick Mahomes, who can really, uh, really take advantage of that the most. But, um, but I think that the fit is good and we'll see if we'll see if, they can take it to great because Tua doesn't have to be, everybody gets caught up in an idea of what Tua has to look like in order to be a great quarterback. And I think that they've kind of forgotten a little bit of what other great quarterbacks that were great quarterbacks looked like. That was not that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, so Tua can, can figure out the great in his own way. If, you know, but, but he has to do it. He has to do it. And the dolphins have to do it. I mean, there's no, you can't absolve any of them of this. They all have to work together to, to figure this out. Yeah. The pressure's on, like uh, we, we talked about, okay, the, he needs help. He needs help. He needs help. Uh, I can't, I, I don't see how it's possible to get him any more help. <laughs> like mm. what else is, I guess you could go get him JC Treader. Like he's still out there and, and uh, people keep asking me, uh, are they in on that? Well, well, they're trying to get in on that. Uh, I was told uh, as as soon as about maybe four days ago that it didn't seem like they were on the on the board for J.C. Treader. Maybe they are now. Like they have something to sell now, and that goes for for Tua Tungvalu as well. I said that he has a lot of pressure on him now. Absolutely. You know what the Dolphins have now? Also, if it doesn't work out with Tua Tungvalu this year they have something themselves that they can sell the following year to uh, to any quarterback it could it could be Lamar Jackson he could be available all of a sudden as a free agent that's possible because the ravens don't seem to be making any ground on that i you know we signed a great left tackle and it's a shame that we had to go trade for one of the best players in the nfl but we got to devote some time to Teron Armstead um his tape is absolutely ridiculous. Simon, you've seen, you've watched him. What a difference he's going to make on this offensive line. Cause yeah, it's, it's only one spot, but he actually improves most of that offensive line. Cause you get to slide everybody down. And quite frankly, you get to slide some people out uh, your thoughts on Teron Armstead. And by the way, great deal. Your thoughts on the value in that contract. Yeah, great value. I mean, we paid less for Toronto Armstead than um, Jacksonville paid for Christian Kirk, which is... I mean, think True about story. T- Toronto Armstead will be the ninth highest paid left tackle in football. That is ridiculous. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he was the number one free agent. I mean, we were talking about Toronto Armstead to the Dolphins a year ago when we knew that, you know, he was going to be a... You know, he was slated to be a free agent. You know, we were talking about him. He makes Connor Williams better. Um I think the association always helps when you're playing next to somebody like that. You know, you what you put his film on. He is a phenomenal left tackle. He's a very good uh, run blocker. He is an absolutely elite level um, pass protector. You know, the the thing that we have to do is we, he has to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, if we keep any, you know, I don't think he's ever finished a season. Um, playing every game so that'll be huge but his best was two years ago he played an entire season he missed two games due to COVID that was his best he is a an absolute tone setting difference maker he will be a team captain he will be an absolute leader in that locker room and for those young guys for Liam Eikenberg for Austin Jackson for Rob Hunt you know for even for the younger the guys that aren't playing the the Robert Joneses and the um, Larnell Coleman's and people like that you know, it's going to be huge just having them around, soaking up his knowledge and his all the things that he does, watching him in practice. It'll make the defensive guys better. You know, it'll make Jalen Phillips better. You know, Jalen Phillips is going to have to go up against Toronto Armstead every single day in practice. You know, that's going to make him better. You know, so the knock-on effect around the team, you know, and, and he's got to have looked at what Mike McDaniel did for Trent Williams. 
in that run game and, and that offense because that's the echelons that we're talking about that that Armstead sits in. You know, he sits in that group with David Bakhtiari with Trent Williams as the best left tackle in football. I mean, that's that's not even up for debate. So, you know, in the space of twenty hours, we've probably got this. You know, the most explosive or the best non-quarterback offensive weapon in in the NFL, a top three left tackle. Um, and Adam Schefter apparently has just been on ESPN now and said the Dolphins aren't done on offense. So, I mean, who the fuck knows what's coming down the pipe? You know? <laughs> who else could we not predict that like that, that the Dolphins might be? What's really I, I know they want to get in the room with J.C. Treader, and I was told specifically that J.C. Treader, as of four days ago, was like, ah, you know, I'm good over here. You know, like, you know. I'm not they, interested. Well, now you got something to sell. Maybe maybe they're saying, how about now, JC? <laughs> this almost feels like a trade, though. Do you know what I mean? The way it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, who knows? But, but would they want to give up? So so we, we keep talking about those two first-round picks that they have next year. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think they would have told I don't you. think they'd want to give that up, right? No, uh, it's and, uh, I'm, and I'm told specifically, and then it was confirmed by Adam Schefter that the holdup, uh, which there wasn't any. By the way, um, Drew Rosenhaus leaked that Tyreek Hill was really torn. It actually took him one hour to decide, yeah, I'm going to Miami, uh, as he was in his home in Weston, which is near Miami, and with Drew Rosenhaus on the phone with the Dolphins finishing up the deal. So he wasn't torn at all. He decided, I'm going to Miami, and that's where I'm going. Uh, they paid the Jets very little uh, lip service. But it's it's been reported now, and you know, and I heard about it a little earlier that the Dolphins had insisted, yeah, look, this is happening, but you're keeping one first round pick in, and it's this one, and you're not getting anything else. And if you want us to substitute stuff, we could just throw in this bevy of picks, but you're not getting two first round picks. They held the line, they held the line for a reason. In my opinion, that's the Tua insurance policy. Why cash that in? Tua doesn't work out. You got those two first round picks. And like I said, Lamar Jackson is the next disgruntled guy. Maybe well, he's in play. Who knows? I think I think that's the right direction, though, because I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be those two first round picks for a consider consider what they've just built. You know, they basically just built a Ferrari and now they need somebody to drive it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. Are you gonna are you gonna have a rookie drive that Ferrari and and perhaps you know um, get well you know wreck it into a tree you know <laughs> like um, Tom Brady uh, and, Tom Brady I, I, next year yeah and so I I just think of this like and I'm fast just in time for his year. house to be finished uh, in construction um, of, of which I may or may not have bid on. <laughs> well, I'm just but I'm just thinking you know ne- next year the. Why prolong uh, or push out the timeline another year by going with a rookie quarterback? I think that this is a situation where if two is not it, they're using those two first round picks to try and get an established quarterback and a stab like they're you know, and I don't want to get into the Deshaun Watson thing, but a Deshaun Watson like trade uh, is should one become available and you mentioned Lamar Jackson um I don't know if that would be it because I don't know if I don't know if this particular uh group of players is 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 what they what they would want to build around Lamar Jackson or maybe it is but um but I think that I think that that's the direction they they had next year if if this all you know just if this all kind of flops if they they put this all together and and the offense still flops, and it's pretty clear that the quarterback isn't holding up his end of the bargain. Then, yeah, I think that they'll be looking kind of, kind of almost like who's next year's Matt Ryan more, more so than or or mm-hmm. Matt Stafford more so than uh, than who's next year's or Jimmy Deshaun Garoppolo Jackson or Deshaun Watson. Well, Jimmy. Well, now I I don't see it being Jimmy Garoppolo. I really don't. Um, I don't. I think that that's sort of it, if you think of the problems that they could have with this particular uh set of set of players skill players and uh and and offensive line for that matter um the limitations that jimmy garoppolo had in san francisco that partially limited that offense are very similar limitations to what um to what to a tongue of has here's a nice and, 
And so I don't think it's going to be him. I think they're going to be going for somebody that can scramble and buy extra time and then use his arm to hit. Well, you know, he's a free agent, don't you, next year? Who? Tyler Murray. Well, there you go. That's, I mean, that could okay, be. Okay, there you have it. If they, they, franchise, they franchise tag that guy because he won't sign. And and then there's your two first round picks. And to, nobody uh, can throw a fit better than Kyler Murray. So you got to orchestrate that, you know, in the tampering period. You got to tell him you got to make needs, a complete asshole of yourself. Murray yeah. needs coaching as well, though, because he's an annoying little midget. <laughs> badly I was just going to say, does he really do you really need to coax him into being that kind of asshole? <laughs> yeah, he, he needs to be coached in all seriousness, though, because, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, and but but I mean, this is this is why you you suppose. I mean, this is if Mike McDaniel is going to work out in Miami, and we don't know if he is. But if he is, um, you know, one of the one of his assets, one of his strengths, is being a player coach and being being able to get along with these guys. I mean, free agents are Garoppolo, Brady, Carr, Murray, uh, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, obviously Daniel Jones, um, who else? Free agent Lamar. That Derek Carr one is interesting, although this Devontae Adams uh, thing, I think they're friends, yeah, uh, they're friends off the field, like mm-hmm. they do bar- barbecues and ball games. Uh, I think that's a long term thing there. True. So although I'd be I'd be all in, but, you know, that's not going to happen. I would. Say. But that's but that's the direction. We'll see if mm-hmm. it um, I guess Tyler Murray could, happen. could happen, right? Mm-hmm. That makes so? a lot of sense so? to me. And the question I would have is, you know, if something else is upcoming, which I, I don't know if it is or not, and they're not going to give up this, those first-round picks, uh, either of them, next year, what is upcoming? What 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 do we imagine this could be? I've, I've seen people alluding to, you know, I mean, defensively, I've seen people even alluding to Teran Matthew. Um, you know, obviously, everybody talks about J.C. Treader, and I think that that's more because of, him than it is because of you know leaks about what might might actually be happening but you know who who's 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 a who's a guy that they could be acquiring or signing that that um that would really continue to move the needle on offense yeah that's a that's it's a great question i, I will say this um if you listen to any of these interviews from the guys that they signed they signed a bunch of adults but not many of them are on the defensive side of the ball. Tyron Matthew would be that adult. If, and you're talking about a, a splash. Like, that's another splashy move. I don't know. I'm at a loss of who it where, could where be. Where Ty Matthew, though? I mean, I mean, it sounds great, but you don't need Ty Matthew, do no, you? No, you don't. No, I, I don't see the fit necessarily as, as a greatest need. There's people talking about it out there. I don't know if they, you know, they could be full of crap. Um no, but who moves the needle? First off, let's needle move. Let's talk about Ty- Tyree Kill as a needle mover. I mean, the Dolphins entered the day, Vegas, like something like one or 55 to one or something like that um, to win the Super Bowl, uh, which put them, I think, 12th in the AFC. And uh, and by the end of the day, they were something like uh, 40 to one. And they were, you know, one of the one of the upper echelon teams in the AFC to, to try and win the AFC. That's a needle move. You um, want to talk about a needle move? I got one here. They were plus 725 to win the AFC East. They moved quickly to plus 400, uh, unseating the New England Patriots, who were mm-hmm. also plus 725. They're now plus 225, which means that Vegas thinks they're actually a little under par for winning the division. So they actually mm-hmm. think it's something that can happen now. So yeah, needle move, I would say. But yeah, I, I'm well, at a loss. Like, who, I don't know. Who else does that? I don't know. Uh, like I would say, uh, like I said, uh, an adult on defense. And because look, look at all the guys that they've signed. Like they all, they're all the same. First of all, they're, they're pretty good players. Teron Armstead, Connor Williams, you know, Raheem Mostert. But listen to them talk also. They're all, you know, you could tell they're smart guys. They're all leader types. They they signed three captains, by the way. Three guys that were captains last year. Okay. One was a special teams captain. One was a captain on offense, Alec Engold, and one was a captain on offense, Teron Armstead. That's three captains that they added in free agency. None on the defensive side. So maybe there could it be Calais Campbell, maybe, but I don't think that's a that's a a needle move. 
but an adult on defense makes sense to me. I don't know. You have anything, Simon? I think Calais Campbell makes a lot of sense, actually. We talked about it earlier on uh, a few editions ago. I think he'd be a, I think he'd be an excellent addition. And, uh, you know, talk about a grown-up. There's a there's a grown-up and, and one that's still playing at a good level. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's the move that's that's left to go. But if if Schefter's right that they're still doing working on the offense, you know, uh, maybe George Kittle's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, at this point, I mean, at th- this point, maybe you know we're going to see a, a trade of uh, of Devonte Parker for somebody, and and it's going to be it's going to be an interesting um, an interesting development. Oddly uh, enough, they turned down a third round pick from the Kansas city chiefs last year for Devontae Parker. <laughs> Think of that. Well, I mean, they've got to be targeting a center or a right tackle, right? In a trade. Right. I, I mean, we would hope because there's still, we still have concerns about those spots, right? Uh, Dillard is on the block for the Eagles, but he doesn't like, are you going to play him at right tackle? I, I wouldn't. I think so. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and forget about Jason, uh, you know, forget about that the fantasy of Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey signed a long-term deal. So yeah. he's he's with the Eagles for three more years. So it ain't him. You know, I would have loved it for, for it to be him, but it's not. I don't know. I, I don't know what it could be. I guess we're going to end the podcast right here, and then as soon as we're off the air, they'll make another trade, and we'll have yep. to just come back. But I guess we could end it here. Simon, I'll ask you a question on the way out, and I'll ask the same question to uh, Chris Kaufman. Forget about their productions, uh, about their production, okay? Just talent-wise. Duper Clayton or Waddle Hill? Oh, I mean... Duper Top one, Clayton. huh? Waddle Hill is Duper Clayton for the, uh, for the TikTok generation, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would say basically. so. Basically. Hill's the better, the best player of the four. Although I would argue that Mark Lane deserves some some respect like Clayton, for the Hall of Fame. Clayton's pretty special. I mean, both of them are pretty special. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's going to be a tough question. I mean, it, it it almost feels disrespectful to answer the question. Um, really. Yeah, that's why I, that's uh, why I said you know put aside the the production because we're talking about twenty thousand yards from you know in dolphin uniform, but talent wise. I don't know. I almost don't want to say it, but I want you guys, one of you two to say it first. <laughs> well, I, I happen to think the world of, um, I mean, we know, we know how talented Tyreek Hill is. We know what a dominant player he's been in the NFL or in the NFL and the way that he's affected defenses. I happen to think that Jalen Waddle was on his way to something like that just because of how many different parts of the field he, he showed, he has shown that he can threaten. Uh, last year becoming such a such a key possession guy which was not his bag at 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 Alabama you know he's he's definitely a screen guy a jet sweep guy a deep guy and a huge playmaker I mean he was you know averaging god knows how many yards per per touchdown and per uh per catch at Alabama and we know what kind of speed he has and and stuff like that and then he became the 100 plus catch in a year possession guy you know that's crazy that's crazy so he was on his way to that in my opinion uh and then we just acquired one that already is that so i am leaning toward i am leaning toward this pair but that does also feel disrespectful to the guys who went out and proved it year after year can i just throw two names out there before we go any further before you wrap up um just been looking at centers and right tackles who are free agents next year. Eric McCoy of mm-hmm. the Saints, um, and Mike McGlinchey of the 49ers are both free agents next year. Whoa. Whoa. That second one. Just throwing it out there. But you got it. You got it. That would be a first round pick. You're not getting Mike McGlinchey for less than that. No, probably not McCoy either, to be fair. I think you could get McCoy. I think there's there's a little bit. Of, I think there's a souring that's happening there, uh, a low key a low key souring that's happening between McCoy and New Orleans. So I wouldn't be surprised if you can get him for less than that. Hmm. Wow, that's a good one, right? Man, yeah, McClinchy, yeah, a 
yeah, it's he's gonna be a first round. Yeah, it'll be a first round pick. I don't think they'll trade that. I think that's it's interesting though. Like it's, that, it's, that really would be all in on Tua, right? Yeah. That, well, that would be like if we don't win the Super Bowl this year, we got to have a long conversation. But I mean, like if they if they start touching those first round picks next year, then that's how you know that they really are all in on Tua. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all right. Um, this was action packed, and this was it's been an action packed week. Next week, I guess we'll be wrapping up free agency and we'll be getting into the draft, of which me and uh, you know, Chris and I will be in Las Vegas for the 2022 draft. Although, what exactly will we be, be doing? I have just no idea what you're going to be there for. <laughs> I'm just, well, I know, I know to, what I'll be there for. I'm going to be there to drink and have fun, evidently, and uh, and and not not even worry about the draft because you know, as and the, just stare the, at our roster and say, look, look, you know, look at this. <laughs> The T-shirt says "fuck them picks," you know, like that's just we're, it's not relevant to us anymore. Yeah, although you got to admit, it's a that was a home run draft pick at twenty nine, Tyreek Hill. Like that's a pretty good draft pick. <laughs> it's pretty good, pretty good pick at number twenty nine. That's overall. good value at twenty nine. That to pay him a lot of money, but you know, it's good value at twenty nine. Oh, well. uh, you wanted to say something, Simon? No, I said you definitely take it. You definitely take that for the twenty ninth pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really don't care about those fourth round picks and sixth round picks. The the premium that they paid was that 50th pick. That's the premium. Okay. In fact, the, what the jets were offering was kind of tantalizing. What was it? Two picks under 40 and another one at 60. That's pretty yeah, good. It was, it was 35, 38 and 69, I believe. Yeah. That's, um, you know, that like that moves the needle a little bit. Like you can fill out a roster with those picks. Yeah. But All right. That's it. Next week we will be talking about, I don't know, the next great signing that Chris Greer pulls off. If not, we will get into the draft. Like we do, we do take the draft seriously in here and we will build you what is essentially our draft guide in the month of April. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.